0: You are listening to Flying High Podcast.
1: What's up guys, it's Aaron Bai.
0: It's Ishan Patel. And it's Dale. And welcome back to another episode of Flying High Podcast. We know it's been a little while, took a little break, but today we want to address a little bit more serious of the topic, um, in this case being mental health with students in the school system. So, first of all, I'd like to start us off by introducing our guest speaker, Dr. Patel. He's going to say a little bit about himself, and then
2: we're going to get right into the facts. Hi, my name is uh, Shalit Patel. I'm a a medical doctor specializing in psychiatry, and particularly um, in uh, child and adolescent psychiatry, where I'm actually finishing up my last year of fellowship training. Um, And I'm glad to be here to speak about these issues today. Awesome. So... I think that the first thing that we kind of want to talk about
0: actually is what is good mental health or what is mental health uh, sort
2: of defined as today? So mental health, that's a very broad, uh, I guess, topic to talk about and has a lot of different definitions. But I mean, overall, it's basically um, includes a person's emotional state, their psychological state, their social well-being. It affects how... We think, we feel, we act. Um, it, it's, it basically it, it determines how we can deal with stressful events, how we can cope with day-to-day um, activities and living situations. And um, it's an important aspect of our lives and our ability to function on a daily basis.
3: So when it comes to high school students, what aspects of their lives are most affected by their mental
2: health issues? So, I mean, people, especially particularly people in high school have to deal with a lot of different, um, uh, stressful events that happen on a day-to-day basis. They have, uh, they have to be able to, um, perform in their classwork, schoolwork. They have, um, a lot of changes in their social interactions and with peers and friends. Um, they have, um, a lot of changes and other things that are happening at this part of their lives and, and their growth and development and, also thinking about their futures, and they have immense pressures uh, placed on them. And uh, I think um, it's really important to discuss these kinds of topics about mental health and to create more awareness um, so people are uh, more informed about various issues that might be affecting various individuals.
0: So, um, Dr. Patel, can you actually tell us sort of what you flag as sort of certain pressures that might cause for mental health? Um, in the community? Because I know that personally, we've seen a lot of people suffer sort of from these issues. Um, I think each of us could actually speak upon a time where we've seen someone sort of feel like they were kind of suffering from poor mental health, and we felt the responsibility to kind of help them. So is there anything sort of that you would flag as sort of a a pressure that would actually mark sort of poor mental health?
2: Basically, having mental, like, uh, any sort of stressful events um, that can lead to impairment in daily functioning can affect an individual. I mean, it could be a lot of different um, things that might be affecting a particular individual. Um, particularly in the teenage years, what we've kind of been seeing a lot of is um, so uh, cyberbullying, bullying, bullying um, having changes in their social environments, um, like moving. I mean, there's a lot of different triggers that that can affect that youths in in today's society, and um, every person copes with these kinds of things differently. And um, if they're having difficulty adapting to a certain situation or they feel a little bit helpless or hopeless, I think it's important to um, address um, any sort of issues that might be ongoing. Um, I I think with uh, social media out there, um, that's that's a huge key topic um, on how it might affect other individuals. Um, That's one realm that's relatively new In the last uh, five years or so, I would say that that's played a huge impact and it's continuing to evolve. And we're only seeing the effects of that um, as kind of an ongoing basis. There are a lot of different factors that could play a role in um, someone's mental health and sort of being maybe a temporary imbalance that might be causing them a lot of stress. Yeah, In
1: our high school setting, we see a lot of social media use and there's also at the same time a lot of anxiety going around a lot of depression all the other uh, Mental health issues. So how do you think with social media being around in our society? How can how can we actually actively deal with this and you know lower the counts of these mental issues?
2: I mean, uh, it's a pretty broad category um, but one thing oh. that we always keep um, in mind is probably what would be to always have open lines of communication um, if someone's not feeling too great about a certain situation to always try to maybe at least talk to someone that they're comfortable with. Um, if it's normally, if you're comfortable talking to a parent, then great. If you're ta- willing to talk to a teacher, a counselor, reach out to anyone, um, it's uh, important to try to to make an open line of communication. And um, also, if you're not too um, comfortable talking to um, a person directly, There are hotlines, helplines to uh, to be in contact um, in these kinds of situations that you might be able to see the help that you need.
3: Um, So let's say I have a friend who I feel is experiencing a mental health issue. If I'm not sure if I should be contacting someone for them, when should I know that it's the right time to do so?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, if you think that a friend or a peer might be struggling with things, I think it's important to at least address first and foremost, um, maybe signs and symptoms that other people might be experiencing that might be, um, that might be leading to cause, um, uh, some concerns and worry. And, um, I mean, if you see someone that you've normally known and you see that there's a change in personality, um, particularly, um, if you feel that maybe they're not as energetic, um, they're more withdrawn. Um, if maybe they're, uh, just, uh, more like feeling irritable, not wanting to do things, not wanting to go out, maybe they have sleep changes. Um, uh, they're, uh, just maybe acting slightly different and they've made some concerning comments, um, that you're worried about the safety of them. Then I think it's always important to, um, to reach out and, um, Try to um, talk to a trusted adult, um, talk to a teacher, talk to a counselor um, and uh, and uh, and reach out um, to whoever um, you think that might be able to um, help this individual receive the services that they might need.
0: So personally, you would say that it's the students or someone like a friend's responsibility then to kind of go out of their way to, you know, make sure that this issue is being addressed, um, should we bring it up with sort of the person that's experiencing poor mental health first or sort of what should be the strategy from there?
2: Yeah. I mean, um, it's always important to, um, uh, talk to the individual too. And I mean, you know, the friends are probably the ones that have the most interaction with, um, with, uh, whoever is kind of being involved with these kinds of issues. Um, so, I mean, just talking to a friend, seeing how they're doing, um, And uh, just kind of reaching out. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything specific, but um, I think it's important to just uh, to maybe lend lend an ear saying that you're there for your friend. And um, um, I mean, you don't have to pressure them into saying anything um, or anything like that, but just know that you're there for them, that you're being supportive. And um, if you feel more concerned, I think it's always important to reach out to um, someone who can be directing that individual to to seek some professional help or um, guidance.
3: Uh, So earlier you mentioned about a change in sleep schedule can have some negative effects. Um, If I know ahead of time that I'm going to have a week full of tests, and I'm not sure if I'm going to get the appropriate amount of sleep that I should be getting, uh, do you feel as if sleep or studying for the test should be the main priority?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's hard. That's, um, I mean, day to day, everyone has, um, stressful events and that's part of life too. And, um, having tests is definitely one of them. Um, especially if it's a big test and you're, you're stressed on time and whatnot. And that's a natural response to have. But there's no clear cut answer where you should say that you don't need to, to sleep during this period of time in order to study. Cause, I mean, the individual is going to be able to know where they're, where they're able to function the best. Some people need more sleep just in, in, um, in order to um, be able to function on a daily basis. And maybe, to, maybe having that extra amount of sleep is actually going to end up helping them out, study for the test even more so than trying to cram late at night because they're not going to be able to retain that information. Um, so I think it's always a balance. It's not an all-or-none response. Um, but practicing regular healthy um, routines um, to study for tests or any sort of stressful events is probably easier way to tackle these things rather than um, trying to get yourself feeling overwhelmed. I think at this point in our lives and high school students, it's really hard
1: to figure out what we need to do in a day-to-day basis to better ourselves. So what's some advice on what we can do to avoid like having uh, like mental health problems and all of mm-hmm. these other things?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's a really broad category when you're talking about mental health or particular um, depression. Well, then in that case, can what
0: mental issues do you usually find in your practice mm-hmm. usually being in adolescence like the yeah. majority of the cases are of which kind of illness
2: yeah so i mean everyone presents in different different ways and whatnot in particular my specialty i would say bulk of of um, kids that we've seen these days is um, related in the spectrum of depression anxiety sometimes they have difficulty completing schoolwork and whatnot so uh, hyperactivity poor concentration things like that we do see on a regular basis but um, bulk of it, I would say, is um, we do see a lot of depression and anxiety in adolescent youths, especially with um, all the increasing levels of stressors that they have, which is a lot higher than what other populations have to deal with.
3: So, as high schoolers, uh, with the most prevalent issues being de- depression and anxiety, if we're feeling ourselves reaching those states, what steps should we take to avoid and balance our lives?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, first and foremost, I always encourage people to try to stay active and exercise, even if it's just going for a walk. Um, Try to keep a regular sleep schedule that'll help out tremendously, just feeling more rested. Spend time with friends and family. Don't isolate yourself. Um, Break down schoolwork or work tasks or whatever tasks you have to do into smaller ones and um, organize them in what needs to be done first. So, starting to, to create some organization could help and, and make the individual feel less overwhelmed. Um, and if that still isn't helping at that point in time, I think it is important to try to reach out for um, for further assistance and help because um, there are tremendous amounts of resources available to everyone.
1: Uh, since family and friends play such a big role in like depression and anxiety, what are some like advice or comments you have on relationships between your family and your close friends on how to improve your mental health?
2: I mean, I wouldn't just uh, try to have it with the goal of trying to improve one's mental health, but I think healthy relationships can always go far ways. Um, Being in um, relationships with friends, peers, um, uh, uh, having um, wanting uh, with your teachers and having open lines of communication with parents and family members. I think um, it goes a long way into, to I guess one's mental state of well being.
0: And I I think what he's kind of trying to say in that is just don't understand that these people feel isolated. And so the entire thing is to encourage them to feel like they're, they're loved and that they're, they're a part of this community and that you appreciate them and sort of make them feel involved. Because, uh, I think that, I think that's kind of what he was getting along the lines of, especially with healthy relations, relationships, they make each person feel valued. So it's that idea of making sure that the individual is sort of valued, um, can really help sort of. Not just in general mental health, but those relationships as well. Yeah. So the focus on that.
2: Yeah, agreed. So, um, yeah. If, I mean, if you feel like maybe you you think that maybe a friend or someone close to you is going through things, or might be feeling depressed or or feeling anxious, nervous, or just um, having a difficult time at that point at at that point. And I think it's important to be supportive, patient, um, encouraging, even if you don't understand what's fully going on. You don't have to ask specific questions, but just kind of reach out um, and, uh, can always invite that friend to activities, social events, or just to kind of hang out, remind your friend that getting help is important and that with time and treatment, um, um, he or she will feel better. I would, and then I think most importantly, it's, um, never take it lightly, never ignore comments, especially like if there's a cry for help, even if you might feel like it's a joke or overdramatic, it's usually, it's better to be safe, in um, these kinds of situations and, talking about safety and um, thoughts about self-harm and whatnot. I think that's um, a popular topic in, uh, to, to discuss and create awareness of. It's uh, always important to talk to a trusted adult, such as a parent, teacher, or older sibling, if, if any of these kinds of things are ever coming up and um, shouldn't ever be taken lightly.
0: So Dr. Patel, really quickly, um, we just wanted to address, like, what are some good coping mechanisms? And then can you just sort of, what are some bad coping mechanisms? Because, I mean, personally, our school just got drug dogs and they've been checking kids for things like drugs and vapes. And a lot of them say that sort of they take it because they, it makes them feel better. So can you just elaborate on some bad coping mechanisms mm-hmm. at least?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, the healthy coping skills, it's just um, there's a wide variety of them. And it's a really big topic to kind of to hone down. But I mean, having um, being able to uh, cope with stressors and whatever, whatever it might help you, like maybe talking, um, maybe compartmentalizing and organizing, um, maybe taking walks, exercising. Those are all considered healthy coping skills. But I guess the more more important thing is having maladaptive or negative coping skills. And more typically what we see in teens is the rates of substance use um, has um, shown a spike in people saying that, they, quote unquote, I guess it's like they call it like a self-medication. Um, they're experiencing anxiety, depression, and Taking certain substances, um, particularly with the opiate increase, um, cannabis use, um, also these um, synthetic cannabinoids that are actually known to be very dangerous um, health wise, um, can uh, have an impact on um, your ability to cope with things. And probably there are healthier ways to address these kinds of stressors rather than resorting to using a substance.
0: So, really, the importance being that it's really more look for help with a professional or have the community. If you're a friend who knows someone who's going through this to be more of a sort of loving person and make sure that they feel valued in a relationship rather than necessarily, um, let them fall into sort of things like drug abuse or if someone is abusing drugs, let them know or at least try to remind them that there are better avenues in that
2: case. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, basically if you have a problem and, um, that problem still, and, and if you're trying to fix that problem, taking a substance or some sort of just a drug um, like an illicit drug might make you you might feel like it makes you feel temporarily better but the actual problem hasn't been solved it's still there it's not until you can actually fix that problem you're having that you'll be able to move on from it in a more healthy way so taking a substance that's illicit is not probably the best idea so right now in our
1: community we saw we see a lot of uh movies songs and just like in day-to-day conversations where people romanticize depression where it's like it's part of a thing to be depressed and they say it's okay to be depressed so what are your thoughts on you know this romanticism of mental health
2: so yeah i mean i know that with the media and whatnot and portrayal of how uh, mental illness can be um people might um be joking about it, or taking lightly, or romanticizing it at times. But I think there, um, once people start to develop a real understanding on um, how it can affect someone, especially it can ha- affect anyone, no matter what their what their um, what their current state of functioning is, or what their um, socioeconomic status is. Um, I think any any person in, in any individual can um, suffer from these kinds of issues, and if it let if you if it continues to spiral and and stays untreated, it could, uh, it could, it, it could turn into something bigger. So it's important to have early interventions. And, um, I do believe, um, that it's important to learn about what depression exactly is and how it can, um, present and, um, and, uh, what are secondary, um, I guess, effects of, um, of, um, uh, suffering from chronic depressive symptoms and whatnot.
3: So one thing I've heard a lot from students and then even some teachers would bring this up is that in high school and college, what you do is you have to push yourself the hardest you can for about four to eight years and that it will pay off for the rest of your life since 48 years uh, relatively is a small amount of your life. Do you feel like this mindset is okay or if it's part of the reason why we've seen a lot of these mental issues come up?
0: And adding on to that, how do you think that kind of affects the severity of the issue that they're experiencing? Because there are other sort of sources that can affect it. So How do you think that the pressure affects the severity of the issue if there is any issue from that? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, so I mean, if you think about it, I mean, these days kids do have tremendous amounts of pressure. And that is a common saying where you have to just work through it and um, everything, just work hard right now and you'll reap the benefits later. And that places, it could place tremendous amounts of pressure on that particular individual. I mean, a lot of kids don't know what they exactly want to do or the path they want to take. And um, and they might have these expectations to live up to. Um, and to live up to f- what family might be imposing or what, what their friends might be, how they, how their friends might be doing. And and if that individual is comparing themselves consistently and they're not where they want to be, that can, that can definitely have a big toll and cause them um, a lot of stress and anxiety on an individual and lead to a lot of, um, uh, self-doubt, uncertainty, um, self-esteem issues and whatnot. And I think it's important to, um, realize that, um, That having healthy coping skills, no matter what aspect of life or stage you're in, it's really important and not to put too much intense pressure on yourself because um, that's only going to make it more difficult to perform later on.
1: And remember, guys,
3: you guys are all loved. And you will all go on to do some great things.
0: And remember that it's okay to seek for help because these things are natural and they're just a result of your situation.
1: Thank you very much to Dr. Patel for his time
2: thank you for having me and it was a pleasure um, talking to you all. I hope this session at least shed a small light into what's out there and um, hopefully found someone found it helpful and don't forget to always be a friend, reach out and just be supportive, be a good person and everything will usually work out.
3: So remember to keep up with Flying High Podcast because we go through a lot of the struggles of high school and how to get through them.
0: And we just want to remind you guys once again that you are valued, you are loved and with that guys I think that we Thank you for
1: tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye.